Hello, my friend. I hinted at this, I believe it was in the last episode, but today I want to talk about curiosity marketing because, listen, I was in network marketing for a very long time, like before you could, before Facebook was really even a thing, definitely before Instagram was a thing. And now we have threads, which is super fun. If you are on threads, make sure you find me there. Um, But I have seen the evolution and changes within network marketing and marketing and sales and Curiosity marketing for me has always been one of those things that I feel did more harm than good. And let me explain this why. Explain why. (laughs) Before you shut me off, don't shut me off because this is important because I think curiosity marketing as a philosophy is correct. I think the way people interpreted it was incorrect. And what that has done, originally, it was fine. Um, And I will give this example. So when I was in network marketing, there was one of our top leaders who she got really into blogging. So if somebody heard the product name and didn't have enough information about it, they might enter it into Google. And she was like even beating out, I think I've talked about this before, maybe on the podcast, maybe it was a client, but she was beating out like the company's SEO like stuff, right? That's the word. I'm not very technical when it comes to what all of the all the names are called. But like she popped up in Google search before the company popped up in Google search. So somebody would go, she had really great content and format. And so they would end up purchasing from her, possibly thinking that maybe it was the company or not understanding that the person that they were introduced this product to maybe through social media was also a representative that they could buy from. So what people started to do was give just enough information to maybe intrigue somebody. Maybe they would share their results. And I could talk about this right now because there is a person that I'm following that has had an amazing transformation and she keeps selling this transformation. And I know that it is a pill. I know what company she represents and I know they don't have a pill that does this thing. So I'm like, she's doing something else. And when she wants, when she's like, she's like, here's my amazing transformation. If you want this, comment deets or info below and I'll send you the information. So then all of the conversations are had in DMs. And while I get it, people want the results. It feels so icky and slimy to me. (laughs) And my guess is, because I don't know, that the response is probably not this huge sales number in her back end, on her, like on her side, right? And when I am coaching my clients, my goal is to help you have 
better results, more results, make more money with less time and with less effort. So maybe there's a hundred people who comment deets on this, um, post. And then she sends out a hundred messages. Great. But how many of those people are a actually going to respond, B actually purchase, C use the product long enough in order to get the same results. And if they don't, that's just another person out there saying, oh my gosh, it's a scam. Don't do it. And it just feeds this network marketing is a scam. Nobody's successful. It has to be this sleazy, icky way. So I kind of started looking into this when I had somebody message me off of my Instagram stories. I have got gotten back into working out. I keep sharing my goal is to lose 50 pounds. And um, it was a struggle really since I've lost my dog, Winston. I lost him. It's been over a year now. And so he was my workout buddy. He would come down, he would sit with me. So I had a real hard time going to work out right away. Then, so that was July. I'm giving you like the whole backstory. (laughs) October, they started our pool. So we had all of this stuff in the basement and clutter just overwhelms me. And so I was like, I can't even go down there and handle this. So then we got Jack, our Boston Terrier Frenchie mix puppy. And I was like, I can't leave this dog alone. And if I'm going to work out, he's going to get up all this like chain of events. So by the time, like we got him at the end of November, like by January, February timeframe, I was like ready to start working out again. And then we brought home Bailey and Bodie and then it started all over again until gosh, it's been a month over a month now. Yay. Leanne, it's been over a month that I have worked it out that Bailey, Bodie and Jack will either sleep, um, basically sleep or be watched by somebody so that I can go get in a workout. So I have been sharing because that's when I'm like most creative is right after my workouts or of course, when I'm in the shower and I was like, oh, let me just start sharing some tips. And so I had people reaching out to me like, are you getting back into health and wellness coaching? And I'm like, no, this is the problem with the whole curiosity marketing. Everybody thinks there's like some catch that they're missing. And so they message you or make assumptions about what's happening. A lot of people that I talk to will assume I'm still in network marketing. And so they'll see business coach and they'll be like, oh, she's going to try and sell me on her business. And I'm like, no, I can literally coach you in any business, any network marketing platform, whether it's your company or somebody else's company, I can coach you. I coach you on business. I feel that with curiosity marketing and the way it was originally implemented on, especially the network marketing side, it has just fostered this feeling thought within the audience that they're missing something, that there's some catch to it. They make a lot of assumptions. And I'm going back to all of a sudden my brain offered it. It was not in my notes, but I love when my brain offers this, that my coach, she um, works with like an Emmy award winning videographer or something. And the guy won an Emmy. Don't quote me on the exact what he won. He won something, some big trophy for, um, a, 
a video that he did on storytelling. And what he told her was, listen, our brains think in stories. And so if we don't provide enough details about like through telling our story, our audience will fill in with thoughts and ideas, maybe misconceptions from their own brain. So my goal when I started thinking about this was how do I help you start to build that relationship with people with this form of curiosity marketing. And so I went into this whole detail, what my brain, what I, my brain filled in, because obviously I didn't have enough details at the time, right? That curiosity marketing, the way everybody was implementing it was to be so vague that your audience starts to ask questions, or they want more information, like the post example I gave you. Like this girl looks phenomenal, this weight is falling off, all she's done is added this pill, and if you want this too, DM info for more you know, information. So, or like they won't even tell you they want more information. What, you know, like um, I've seen so many posts where people, a lot of more on Facebook, but where people are like, Hey, I am, I'm looking for people that want to make six figures from home only a few hours. And then people like, if you want more information, please comment below. And then all these people comment. And then there's a few, like, is this network marketing? Right. And they're like, no, no, I'll send you information. And then sure enough, it is. So it's being what I think people based on what I see on social media, what people believed it to be was curiosity marketing was to pique the audience interest enough and be vague enough that your audience starts to ask you for questions because they're so intrigued. And while that is correct in a little bit, I think we haven't gone as far as we should. So when I looked it up, what curiosity marketing is truly is to persuade the customer to want to learn more and to encourage them to interact with the content. So what I was Googling and doing research on is what you really want to do to be successful is, or what you have to do to be successful in curiosity marketing is you as the salesperson, as the business owner, you have to be the one that's curious. Curiosity is not on pushed on to our audience, but the curiosity really comes from us as a business owner, from us as the marketer, from us as a salesperson to be aware of the existing audience's gap. The gap between what they already know and what they need to know in order to purchase. And so it got me thinking, when you're trying to implement curiosity marketing, number one, you have to be the one asking the majority of the questions. That might be you just starting out with the questions you're asking yourself. And here are a few questions that you can ask yourself when it comes to creating your marketing plan is number one, what does your audience want? 
Really, what do they want? Number two, where are they right now? Like, what is that gap? They want, you know, we'll use me as an example. I love to use me as an example because I know my brain, right? If I want to lose 50 pounds, that is my want. Right now, I have, again, 50 pounds to lose. I'm starting to work out more. I have to figure out the nutrition, maybe hormones, I'm playing around with um, intermittent fasting with it. Like, right, like there's all these things I need to do. You may have a product that you believe is going to help me get from where I'm at right now, working out five days a week, trying to increase movement, trying to reduce sugar cravings and emotional eating. And you might have a product that fits, that will help me move along from where I'm at right now to where I want to be 50 pounds down. So when you're talking to me or thinking about me, you might be thinking, what have I already tried? What am I afraid to try? What are my fears when it comes to trying something new? I'll be honest, especially when it comes to weight loss. I think the number one fear that your audience has is that they're going to lose the weight, that this is going to be a quick fix, and then it's going to come back on. So how is your product, how how is working with you different? So that's kind of those first two pinpoints that you need to have in order to start marketing successfully to your audience. And then your job throughout is to be really curious about what is the next thing I need to share with them that will move them closer to trying your product to use the product and to get them the results they're they're wanting. Within this process, you need to build trust and authenticity and authority. If you are constantly posting, I'm looking for 10 people who want to try this pill and I guarantee you, you're going to have this amazing results and you don't give any more information. Like you guys, I'm serious. I've stalked this girl's page and I cannot find anything. (laughs) And yes, maybe some people are fine with that, but I'm the more I look and the fewer information and details I get, the more skeptical I become, the more I'm like, my brain's like, oh, but what if, and it's like, no plan, it won't because I don't have enough information. And when it, it just feels like there's, there's a gotcha to it, right? Like I want to trust you. And so throughout asking questions and answering questions, you're building trust with your audience. And again, I think we get it wrong with the whole like, know, and trust that they have to know all about your puppies and your kid and your favorite color and your favorite vacation spot and all those things to trust you. They build trust by knowing that you have overcome the same situation. That's why I think network marketers, social sellers, whatever you want to call everybody is such an amazing business opportunity because very few people who are successful 
in the business are successful because they have like a sales background. They're successful because they have the same problem. They dared to try this product. They used the product. They overcame any problems and then they finally got their results. You, my friend, already know the majority of the things that your market, your audience is struggling with. And so when you're able to incorporate your personal journey, that builds trust within them. I think like when people share their workouts and their nutrition and all that stuff, that's their way of showing their audience, Hey, I'm doing this too. I'm not just selling you something that I refuse to do. When I was in network marketing, I'll be honest, I never brought in a salesperson who hadn't tried the product first because they never did well. They because they were like, oh, I had these results before, or I don't need to use this. They weren't as passionate. They didn't understand the struggles. They didn't understand what their audience was struggling with when it came to trying the product. And it made it a larger hurdle for them to get over in order to be successful within the company. What I find the most successful networker, network marketers are or who they are are the people who had a transformation with the product, who had a problem, who wasn't fine, who was trying a whole bunch of things. They were open to trying more things. They were finally able to try it. And then they finally got those results. So you, by demonstrating that you've been there and then giving them enough information, I think instead of being fearful that you're going to give them too much information, that they're going to go Google it and buy from somebody, I think that you build such an amazing reputation and um, relationship with them that they have no choice but to buy from you, that they're so committed to you and you committed to them that their only option would be to slide right into your DMs and be like, hey, I've been watching. I want more information. And when you do that, my friend, it's so much easier. Those people you will have instead of 90 no's for every 100 messages, you're going to have maybe 10 messages, but nine yeses, nine people that are like, oh my gosh. So I've been watching you. I've been seeing your journey. You've been hitting my pain points. You're, it's like you're in my head. How do I purchase? So a few questions you could ask yourself again is where they are, where they want to go, what's preventing them from being there? What have they tried already? What are their thoughts that are preventing them from trying your product? Um, what do they need to know about your product? How is your product or service or opportunity different than what's on the market? Um, asking yourself, why should they read this post? when I'm sharing it? What can they learn from here? Why is this relevant to them? I think curiosity marketing starts with you. You being really curious about why they're still stuck in this pain of not having results rather than using your product. And my guess is they just don't know yet because you haven't done that work to educate them. We're staying too superficial and how do I make this easy? And I think we have to go down a layer 
or three or five to go deeper, to really immerse ourselves in our audience and understanding their pain point. And the best part is, is that you already know it because you were probably already in it. Okay, my friend. So let's vow together that we will no longer use vague posts to spark curiosity from our audience, (laughs) that we are going to dig deeper and spend more time asking more meaningful questions of ourselves so that we can better serve our audience. And I'm going to tell you, when you're being vague, it rarely converts those cold audience members into customers. It is really hitting pain points or hitting, like peaking the interest of the people who already know you and trust you. So they don't feel sold. This method, digging deeper, asking better questions, you going first and being more curious about your audience and what they want and what's preventing them from getting it and why they haven't tried your product yet to finally get the results they want. That is going to be what moves your cold market into warm, hot leads. I want to say like warm market and hot leads, right? I don't know. That just felt weird when I said it. Sorry. Okay. So let's do the deeper work. Okay. Go to my Instagram page. I, every Friday, I share a little clip from this. I would love for you to go post a question that you could ask yourself that maybe I didn't offer here that will help you go a little bit deeper in identifying your audience's needs. And then my goal is that you all kind of come in and start learning from each other. Every time I am in a group course or I'm listening to a coaching conversation or I'm reading questions from people that they're being asked or asking on social media, it always, always, always sparks my brain to go a little bit deeper and ask different questions. And so I think that's such a fantastic way of all of us coming together and learning more. And I would love to hear your questions too, right? I want to know how are you going deeper to understand what your audience wants and what's preventing them from getting it and how you can demonstrate that you can help them. All right, my friend. I hope you learned a little bit from this. I hope you think about curiosity marketing differently. And I hope to see you next week. Talk to you later. Bye.